Hello and welcome back to the Peaked Too Early podcast. This is the second episode of the weird in-between seasons two and three of the Peaked Too Early podcast. I'm your host, Blake Munchell, and I am joined by the uh, effervescent and over-the-moon Oscar Saywell, who saw his England win a a trophy for the first and probably the last time in his life. Oscar, how are you? Hello, Blake. I am great. I'm excited for many reasons, not least because the Premier League is T-minus two days away, but also because this weekend was one of my top weekends of being a, a football fan in my life as I saw the Lionesses beat Germany 2-1 in a frankly nail-biting game. I think for the neutral, it was a fantastic game. For me, I hated watching the majority of it apart from the two goals and then when the whistle finally blew. Um, oh my God, it was it was delightfully awful. Um, and just to, thinking about it puts a huge smile on my face. It was a great day. Um, if you haven't seen the highlights, you've missed one of the best final goals I've ever seen. Ella Toon's lofted chip of the goalkeeper. Um, oh, what a day. And what a momentous uh, a momentous turning point in the history of women's sport, I think. Um, so here's the many more years of success for the Lionesses. It's just a start, Blake. How are you out in Austria? I'm good. I'm less than one month. Uh, mm. from my return to the states which i'm looking forward to yeah i'm sick of the food here oh um, but i'm a big fan of the cheap <laughs> beer so yeah i'm uh i'm looking forward to having a full kitchen i'm posted up in a really shitty dorm so uh mm. just looking forward <laughs> to be back being back in my room it's soon it's character building blake it's character building it um, certainly is Before we hop into today's special episode, I wanted to do another piece of admin, a little shout out to an amazing listener of ours, Blake, who I've mentioned before. Her name is Bryony. Bryony, if you're listening, hello. Um, Big QPR fan and big, big, possibly bigger than me. In fact, I would say objectively bigger England fan than I am, Blake. Uh, And you'll see in our notes, I put put Bryony and then I put in brackets, Mount best player. Now, I don't believe that Bryony has ever directly told me that she thinks that Mason Mount is England's best player, but I'm going to run with it because she definitely loves Mason Mount. Okay. Mason Mount's biggest defender is Bryony. I wanted to ask you, I feel like it's been quite a while since we've touched base on Mason Mount. I reckon he's one of those players that you really might dislike quite a lot. Thoughts on Mason Mount. How integral is he to the England squad? How good of a uh, midfielder is he in the Premier League? You know I hate him because of the way he looks. Uh, yeah, right. He just looks like a bastard. Um, <laughs> She's fuming right now. I yeah. do have to admit he's a pretty decent player. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think he's, I don't know, I don't think I can really criticize him much over the last two years. No. Um, yeah, which is a, a shame seeing as he's a Chelsea player, but, you know. Right. Yeah, you know, he's a pretty good player and he, he keeps other really good players out of the Chelsea squad. Um, and, you know, I guess I'm not really allowed to criticize him. But, uh, I guess I can't. Yeah, you can, I can do criticize you the want. person, not the player. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But um, is yeah. he England's second best attacking midfielder? You know, I think I might 
It depends on who you qualify as an attacking midfielder. I think he's certainly England's most consistent attacking midfielder. Um, he hasn't... I mean, he's had quiet games for England, but I don't think... I can't remember any particularly drab performances. So um, long may it continue for for the three Lions, frankly. Um, and yeah, Bryony, big QPR fan as well, which is it's pleasing because most people I meet here are like Arsenal fans. So... Um, good luck to the hoops of the season, I suppose. Blake, today. Oh, isn't what? Bryony? Isn't that also the flowering edges that are all over England? Those little white flower edges. I have no idea, to be honest. I think that's what a Bryony is. Oh, like a a flower. It's, I'm googling um, it. I think it's considered... Is that a Brionia? I'm sure it's derived from that. Yes, but the... Oh, that little... With the berry things? Mm. Yes. All right. They're okay. like red. Oh, yes, with the white part. Okay. That makes sense. That flower name. Didn't know that. Okay. Oh, Every fitting. day's a learning day. Um, an England fan. Exactly. Blake, today, we are commencing with probably our most controversial pod of each season, I would say. Because today is our Premier League 22-23 predictions pod. Um, oh, this, nice. I know. This year is, is slightly different. We're not going to go into as, as minute detail as we have done in the past couple of seasons. Um, we're going to expand on some interesting teams instead. We're going to do a bit of a Q&A style. I'm really looking forward to it. I've, I, I'm, I'm really curious to see what your predictions are. And I also kind of back myself this year. I, I'm kind of happy with what I have so far, despite the fact that I, I still think that predictions at this point of the year are practically useless. Um, but I'm, I'm very excited to, to get into it. I wouldn't say predictions at this time of the year are useless. It normally sets up a very nice rest of the year where most of my predictions become correct and yours become incorrect. So... Uh, That's true. I, I, I don't have a great track record, but hopefully I can put it right this year. Okay, before we jump into it, we're going to pause here. We're going to pause Craig, Blake, because I can hear a whining noise in the background whenever you speak. Mm, that's not good. Okay. Yes. So like a little eerie whining noise. Okay. All right, Blake. We have hopped back into our predictions. The, the little whiny noise has been fixed, hopefully, seeing as your fan is turned off and hopefully you're not roasting in your small dorm room. Um, we are going to dive into our predictions. I'm very excited for this. And we're going to start with relegated teams. Um, Blake, let's just, yeah, let's just get right into it. Who are your three relegated teams? I haven't looked at your predictions yet. I'm very curious. That's a good thing. I feel like you. I made my predictions very much based on vibes. Um, oh, okay. I feel like this This is a year where I'm, I have a lot of conflicting opinions on a lot of teams. Um, mm, me too. And I think you'll see that in the teams that I picked in and about the relegation zone. I'm, I have, yeah. I'm so excited for a, like an incredibly spicy take. I can feel it coming. All right, here it is. Okay. Bournemouth, bottom of the league. Yeah, um, I'm joking. Everyone is predicting that. I have <laughs> Fulham, uh, yeah, also going down in 19th, which you also have. Then yeah. where we differ, I have for now Leicester City going down. No, 
No, you don't. No, you don't. That is exceeds all of my expectations for what I thought you would put there. Oh, you have to. Yeah, okay. You immediately have to defend yourself. Why? So Leicester City. One. Yeah. Uh, they just lost their starting goalkeeper, so mm-hmm. now they have. Uh, uh, I don't even remember their backup goalkeeper's last name. Ward, right? Yeah, the Joel Ward from he's a, he 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 is a good goalie. Danny Ward is a good goalie. Oh, I gotta Ward say, from he's a good goalie. Um, yeah, you know, I'm. He's a fine goalkeeper. He's not gonna keep a team in the Premier League. Um, I, I want to hear all your arguments first before I clap back at you. Go, go on. I think Brendan Rodgers will get sacked. Um, mm. I think it's going to be the board going, you know, like kind of a. Results will be bad, but not bad enough to sack the manager. But the behind-the-scenes rumored uh, right. contention will be enough to see Brendan Rodgers out. And then uh, who they bring in, you know, who knows. Um, but for now, until they do something, uh, I have Lester in my... Uh, my thing, which is why it's a bad idea to do predictions before the uh, transfer window closes. I mean, it's a sensational take, I have to say. And I, the one thing I would, I would say, if, if you're worried about the goalkeeper, Casper Schmeichel was statistically one of the worst keepers in the league the last, last season. So I just don't see how his exit, other than his dressing room presence, which, to be fair, is, is, you know, is very important, will affect the team. Uh, to the extent that they could get relegated. I mean, this is uh, this is a team that will have James Madison coming back into form if he can stay injury-free. Patson Dacca to pick up some numbers this season after one year in the Prem already. You know, I you know, they got Ndidi in there. Sumare will step up. Fofana's going to come back, and it doesn't look like he's going to go to Chelsea's too much money. That is just, I mean, it's sensational from you, I have to say. I think that's probably one of the hottest takes you've had on the two and a half years we've done this pod, I got to say. Uh, um, well, so one, um, Madison might be out. Um, no. It's rumored Where? that Newcastle? The, to Newcastle. A lot of the nah. contention is rumored to be around the structure of the payment rather than the uh, really? amount itself. Yeah, that Newcastle want to do a structured deal. And Leicester need all the money up front um, this season. Mm-hmm. So they got to balance their books. That's true. So, but, yeah. Uh, and then Samare was rumored to be leaving on loan. Um, yes, that's true. And I, I, I think it, one of the moves fell through, but I think it's still kind of on the cards. But, um, okay. What, let me read out to you some names. Okay, let me read some names to you. And I know this is contingent, as always, on whether some of these players leave. But do you think this, these players can't form a team that are in 18th place? You've got Vardy. Okay, we know what he's about. If Tienemans doesn't leave, he is a, a very important player. Madison doesn't leave. All right. Wesley Fofana to come back, like I said. Kano Suyunchu, clownish last season. But there is a very good player in there that could come back. Harvey Barnes as a midfielder is in there. Patson Daka, like I said. Ken and Drewsbury Hall, I like him. James Justin as a defender. You got Pereira, Wilfred Ndidi. You got, you know, I mean, I've, I've already said plenty of players there. Luke Thomas is decent. 
Mark Albrighton knows what he's about. I mean, these are some these are some really good players to to back them to go down, especially over the likes of you know other teams that we'll mention that are in that bottom five. I, I mean, I I I I think you're a bold man. I I I kind of admire it. I would love to see it happen. Actually, I wouldn't because I like Leicester. But um, do you want to hear who I have instead of Leicester? I'm assuming it's who I have in 17th place. Nottingham mm. Forest. Yeah, Nottingham Forest. Now, uh, by the way, I have Bournemouth and Fulham in 20th and 19th as well. Um, I just think that despite heavy recruitment from Forest, um, I decided it would, it would kind of be not, maybe not foolish to not back all the promoted teams to go back down, but maybe it just wouldn't make sense given the gap that I think is emerging between the championship and the Premier League. Um, Nottingham Forest's recruitment this season, and we touched on it in the transfer special pod um, a couple of weeks ago, so if you want to you know, know more about who they've brought on board, go listen to that. Um, it reminds me less of what Fulham did a few seasons ago, which is kind of ha- where everyone is comparing them to, but more of what Villa did a few seasons ago. Um, after they came up with sort of Jack Grealish as the diamond of that squad. Um, that was the the Villa team that spent close to 100 mil and really brought in a ton of players and survived by the skin of their teeth with Dean Smith. I think they were 17th. And subsequently, the fact that they survived in the Premier League has seen them solidify and now they're on their, what, third season um, back in the Prem and, and nowhere near the relegation zone, if not putting up trees. I, I both want nottingham forest to survive and i can also see it being realistic that they do survive but i don't think i would put them higher than 15th and i think that's for me indicative of the fact that i think we're looking at maybe the bottom four or five teams that are really up in the air um i think anyone between forest southampton leeds and i throw everton in there are could be in trouble this season um I think Steve Cooper is the real wild factor here. I think he's impressive tactically and he's impressive as a man manager, which is a great combination. And I think ultimately, I think their strength of recruitment might end up being their biggest weakness, right? Because where's the Premier League experience aside from Lingard? And will he be enough to push the others through? Um, you mentioned that they, you have Forrest in 17th. Why do you think they'll survive? And how high do you think that they could finish? Uh, a large part of it has to do with I have a pretty big crush on Taiwani Awani. I love uh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, I think he's a really good player. Um, and uh, honestly, the signing of Lingard makes me less confident they'll stay up. Um, mm. uh, you know, I don't rate him uh, very clearly, as I've made, mm. made yeah. clear so many times on this podcast. Um, I don't know. I think, um, one, it's extremely boring to predict the three teams that got promoted will get yeah. relegated. True. Um, it makes for bad podcasting. Oh, call so me out. I'm here to shake things up. I appreciate um, that. And uh, to relegate Leicester. Um, yeah, it's uh, a bold shout. So, so tell me why you haven't then put... Everton, Leeds, or even Southampton in 18th. Why have you, you know, why Leicester? Because I would say that those three teams are m- much more trouble than than the Foxes. Especially, I mean, sure, I, I was convinced that your hot take would be Everton. You hate Lampard, and they have a bad squad. I 
very, very strongly considered putting Everton in this spot. Mm. But then I figured if I put Everton there, I would be criticized just for saying I, for hating Everton. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. For Everton, I like Dwight McNeil. I like Ruben Vinagre. Um, Do you me? Uh, Ruben Vinagre, the guy that couldn't get a game at Wolves, went back to Sporting for a season, and now is at Everton. That one seems bizarre to me personally. I think he's just a backup for Mikhailen- Mikhailenko, who's looked pretty decent. I like Vinagre because he can run about ninety-five miles an hour. Um, and uh, mm, yeah. you know, my opinion, James Tarkovsky, second. Yeah, that's a good center back in the league. Behind that's that's, that's a very good signing. I have to say, that is a good signing. Um, so they've done more than Leicester. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I think Brendan Rodgers and Frank Lampard are two of the top three sack candidates mm-hmm. for this season. I think, which is why I have Leicester yeah. and Everton boiling down near the relegation zone in my predictions. No, I love it. Uh, is there anything you want to say about Bournemouth or Fulham? Any reasons that they could survive? Uh, any reasons that they definitely won't? What yeah, about your boy Mitro? I think if Mitro is finally yeah. able to adapt his game to the Premier League, Fulham have a real chance at surviving. Um, mm. Yeah, I think he's the type of player that, you know, can get a team 17 to 21 goals. Um, just, oh, yeah, you know, he's yeah. always shown that potential, but you know, he's shown that potential for the last 10 seasons. Um, so Yeah, despite only being 27. Yeah, exactly. Is this, um, the, the, is this the season? I mean, the, the Premier League season before last, so, you know, the last time Fulham were in the league, he fell out with Scott Parker and he got three league goals. Season before that, it was 11. 11 is a fine haul for a, relegate, a relegation team. I reckon he could get up to 15 if, if he slots into a system well and it sort of works. But uh, I just think that Fulham's recruitment is just absolutely rubbish. This, they've brought in Pereira from Manchester United, who publicly said he would rather go back to Brazil then move to Fulham. And they've got Paulinha in from, I believe, Sporting in Portugal, who's a central midfielder. I like the spine of that team. I like Wilson. I like Mitrovic. Um, I like um, I like Harrison Reed. I like Adorabayo at the back. Um, but, I mean, I think Marco Silva is clearly fuming. They only have two centre-backs, Adorabayo and Tim Ream, who's about 38 oh years old goodness. and terrible. Um, he's yeah the American guy he, uh, Marco Silva is is sort of losing it I think you said that Lampard is is one of the candidates to go I agree with that I my I would back Marco Silva to be fired pretty soon or even walk I just don't think that's going to work out well and, and hence why they're in 19th for me as for Bournemouth um, I just don't think their squad is strong enough I actually quite like their players but I just don't see them surviving. Um, Scott Parker plays a, a, at times, quite ponderous style of football where they they really bank on not conceding, um, which can work in the championship, but in the Premier League against, you know, at least 10 teams that have dazzling attackers, they're going to be chasing games, and I, I'm not sure whether they had that capability. Yeah, I think Scott Parker will also probably be one of the top mm. candidates to get sacked. It's really, <clears throat> it's going to come down to who is the first team to sack their manager and appoint Sean Dyche. And uh, oh god, yeah, I forgot about Sean Dyche. Well, I 
I think probably it's gonna be Everton. Sean Dyche is gonna go to Everton. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nailed on. He never played for Everton, did he? No, he he never played that high up in the in the leagues. He was a he was an EFL player. Yes. Um, yeah. Not really. I mean, he played for Millwall when they were in the Prem. Did I don't think they were in the Prem. I think Sean Dyche was a very much a. 2001, 2002 was Millwall not in the Premier League? I, I, um, I don't think so. I think he was always no in the lower leagues. Millwall fan. <laughs> um. Text him. Yeah, yeah. Um. I have just really briefly, if seeing as we talked about Everton, I have them in fifteenth. And that is mainly, or maybe almost all, because I think Lampard will get fired and they'll bring in a competent manager and stay up. Although Dominic Calvert-Lewin's injury, the guy can't get over injury, so that's, that's bad. But I do like the signings of Tarkovsky. I think Dwight McNeil is a good pickup as well. Um, and if so, if they can get maybe one or two bodies through the door, I think, think they'll be all right. Blake, shall we go up, up the table? Shall we go to the top six? Shall we talk about the title race? Where do you want to take it? Yeah, tell me about your top six. Um, I guess, very briefly, over your wins the league, who comes in second. Um, mm. uh, you know, that's a 50-50 shot. And then tell oh, me absolutely. about the rest of your top six. Okay, so you, do you want me to dive, dive into the top two first? Yes. All right. I actually have Liverpool winning the league and Manchester City coming in second. And I'll, I'll give you a, a brief explanation why. I'm not going to monologue too much. Um, I agree with you. I think it's a 50-50. Um, I've backed Liverpool because I think that Klopp teams are at their best when they have something to prove. And I, I think that they believe they have something to prove this year after you know almost doing the quadruple or whatever it was and missing out. I think losing Mane is very significant, but I still feel this team actually has more continuity this season than City's. I think City playing a new system Right, and the losses of Sterling and Jesus will be more impactful than a lot of people seem to think. Plus, I think that City have these random losses, these random rickets in them. And so far, Liverpool in the Klopp era, I'm not sure they've had those types of you know losses or dropping points. Um, yeah, I think it's a toss-up. Recent history, honestly, obviously, it's it's silly not to back City. I think they've won four out of the last five. I'm doing it anyway. Um, and and yeah, that that those are my sort of like bullet points why I think Liverpool might might pip City to the title this season. Yeah, I have City winning um, and Liverpool mm. coming in second, but I think it's such a you know crapshoot. Um, yeah, it's I think you know maybe it'll come down to who ends up being the better signing, Nunez or. Holland, that's interesting. You th- you think that that will be the case? I think maybe there's too much emphasis on that because I'm not. I think these two teams are too smart to over overly rely on either of those players, and especially when a team like Liverpool having Salah, I, I would be surprised if Nunes outshines him. Uh, I almost guarantee he doesn't. Um, yeah, I also don't think Holland will. Um, I don't think no, I Holland he'll... will hit 15 goals. Um, oh, be... great sake! Yeah, Great I, think, take. I think it'll be like 13, 14, or 15. Um, mm. it, I, I think there's just too much quality that, you know. Right. I think it, you don't it think he'll hoover up against the, the minnows? I reckon he could get, you know, 
if he gets like two Luis goals Suarez against play. you know seven teams, he's already up there on fourteen. You know, seven rubbish teams that are in the league. Uh, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see. Um, after that, absolutely terrible performance he put in uh, in the Community Shield. Um, seven touches all match, I think it was. Two shots Rubbish. on target. Yeah. But efficiency. Lovely stuff. <laughs> um, do you think that there can be any other team that might win the league this season? Is that even feasible? The extreme outside dark horse, I think, is Tottenham. Yeah, um, I, agree. I would agree. Just because of Conte. Literally, literally just because Conte is a winner. Kane and Son. Yeah. Mm, Son, maybe. Um, let me give you the rest of my top six. How about it? Um, so yeah, in third, I do have Tottenham. Fourth, I have Arsenal. Ooh. Fifth, I have Manchester United. And in wow. sixth, I have... Yes, in sixth, I have Chelsea. Um, are you interested by any of those predictions there? Who, who do you want me to expand on? Very similar. I have Tottenham third, Arsenal fourth. Mm. I have Chelsea fifth, you know, not... Yeah, not too much between fifth and sixth. Yeah. But in sixth, I have Aston Villa. Ooh, um, excellent. I would like to hear why you think Chelsea will finish sixth, and then I'll tell you why I think Villa will get sixth. And you have Chelsea in fifth, right? Yes. Yes. Listen, I think that Chelsea are due an implosion. Or rather, Thomas Tuchel is due an implosion because even though it's only been it's barely two years, this is what he does. Sorry? Sorry, I thought it was his third year. I was like, oh, every uh, third year he does have an implosion. But that's yeah. what you're saying. Right, I think he's due it. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm very concerned about their recruitment. Uh, I think Raheem Sterling is an excellent signing. Although I think that the players that they've lost sort of our overshadow you know, th that addition. Um, I do like Koulibaly at the back as well. And I reckon that they, they, they can get another player or two in. I, Kukurea is, seems quite close now, which if I was Kukurea, I, I mean, I think he clearly just wants to play in the Champions League. I, I wouldn't join Chelsea over Man City. Um, listen, I put them in six because I simply think that their squad and their manager are too good to finish below that, bar some absolute pure chaos. And so, you know, you have Villa in six. I just simply don't see how Gerard can guide that group of players to such a high finish over a team like Chelsea. Um, I don't... Well, I have Chelsea finishing above Villa. Oh, I'm sorry. I Yeah, I'm looking... That's my bad. Um, I don't see how Gerard, rather than, can just uh, guide a team that high up. Um, I, I just don't believe that he's shown enough um, pedigree in the Premier League so far to to make that prediction, but I'm not trying to go after you. Um, yeah, Chelsea in sixth. Uh, I think that's much lower than a lot of people that I've been listening to uh, predict them to finish. Um, lots of them are still saying that they'll pip the likes of Arsenal, um, you know, to that fourth spot in the Champions League. I, I just don't see how that can work. Um, and I suppose you agree with me, seeing as you got them in fifth. Sorry for aggressively calling you out um, for no reason, but tell me, why, why a Villa in uh, sixth for you? I think while their decisions this 
past, you know, I guess it's uh, eight months since they signed Carlos incredibly early. But, uh, yeah. Pretty much since April. Um, they, I think the players they're getting in are incredible quality. And mm. I think that will yeah. boost through the squad and they will. I think there's a, a small bit of a vacuum that West Ham have properly filled in the past few years. Yeah. Um, and I think Villa have gunned themselves um, or armed themselves to gun for that void. Um, and, uh, you know, I still have West Ham finishing seventh, but I think Villa will get the sixth spot. Um, there's like Kamara, Carlos, um, you know, these types of players. Uh, even, you know, Digne, uh, yeah. all these players, they are incredibly talented players. Um, yeah. I think they could pull off a run to fill the void. However, I do think in two or three seasons' time, Villa are going to get absolutely decimated. Um, right. I think the amount they're spending on wages is impossible Unsustainable. to sustain. Yeah, yeah. Um, they would have to win the Premier League in two seasons to, you know. Yeah. Have, you know, like, I don't even... You should not be paying a player more than 200000 pounds. No, you shouldn't. Um, unless you're winning the... League, league yeah, every yeah, single exactly. year. Um, listen, I really that, like this. Yeah. yeah, sorry, finish. The fact that they gave you know they have like three players on two hundred thousand pounds a week. So. Yeah, is frightening. Um, I really like this shout. Uh, I think you make really good points. My enduring issue is that I think gelling is going to be a problem between these players. Um. Gerard strips Tyron Mings of the captaincy, gave it to John McGinn, which is maybe, you know, it's it's fine because I don't think that Mings will be playing as much now that they got Carlos in and they got Esri Concert and etc. But I think that might be sort of it's indicative of a of a big upheaval in a dressing room, right? And they've brought in these high profile stars, and I think that there has to be a bedding in period for that, and there has to be a transition period. I think. Gerard is a talented manager. I think Villa should stick with him, even if I, you know, even if you know they don't get European football, which is, I'm sure, their goal this season. You know, you have them in sixth. I actually have them in ninth. Not not that much further down. I just don't think that they they will get that European spot. Yeah, you know, Villa could, you know, underperform. I actually think that's probably the popular take is that Villa will probably yeah. underperform. Um, yeah, just I don't think many people have. I don't think many people rate Gerard too highly outside of just nostalgia for growing up in the early two thousands. Um, mm. And so I think a lot of people see Gerard as like the hindrance on the squad. Yeah, it's interesting that, isn't it? I mean, I think Gerard has proved that he is a good manager up, up in Scotland, and I think that the form that Villa showed at the beginning of last season. You know, they were quite something at times. Um, but the fact that they tailed off so heavily, you know, does raise questions. And, and now the fact that they've again recruited so heavily. I mean, the amount of money they're spending is astonishing. Uh, it does put Jared in the hot seat for sure. Um, 
Let's talk about West Ham and Newcastle. Let's focus on them a bit. Um, I want to start with the with the Magpies. Uh, is, this is a very, very interesting season for you guys. I have them in 11th spot. Um, had them lower, but changed it. Blake, where do you have them and, and why? I'd love to hear you talk about how happy or not happy you are with summer business and how you feel ahead of, ahead of the season. Very dangerously, I have them in 8th. Eighth play. Oh, I like that. Right, behind West Ham. Um, mm. You know, I think West Ham will push Villa. Newcastle will push West Ham. Okay. Uh, I think it's going to be one of those things where, you know, three or four weeks to go with the season. You know, there's really not yeah. too much competition remaining. Um, I think Newcastle have spent extremely well. Um, I think, you know, their signings have all been. Both good value and good talent. Um, it's, uh, you know, left back was a position issue, a, a problem position for Newcastle for the last 10 years. Um, and then we finally find a player who fits it very well last season. This season, purchased that player for 12 million. You know, I think it's right. clear headed signing a player because he's good, not because maybe in a few years we can sell him on for profit. Nick Pope, England's best goalkeeper, sign him for a cut rate fee. Sven Botman, one of the hottest prospects of a central defender in Europe, sign him. Um, I like all the moves. Form Newcastle showed at the end of the season. Yeah, we were dominating pretty much every team we played against. Um, and I think there's not too much reason to see a backwards slide outside of Callum Wilson getting injured. Mm. Um, yeah. And that will be an issue, but for now, I think um, it's a good, young, extremely uh, you know, uh, motivated squad. Um, they have a good locker room. They have, you know, they've done Stuff, you know, they haven't shaken up the locker room. Jamal Lascelles, yeah, even though he's our fifth or sixth choice center back, you know, Eddie captain. Howe publicly came out and said he'll be our club captain. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I think essentially it's just full trust on Eddie Howe. You know, also I've seen yeah. us play this preseason, and it's better than any season I've ever seen Newcastle. Even better than 2011, finishing sixth. Mm. Um, I've never seen Newcastle play you know, integrate short passing build up. Yeah. Um, never. Don't get too high on preseason form though, Blake. Means nothing. Yeah, but Means you know, nothing, mate. It, it feels good. You know, I'm used to no, for sure. I'm used to preseason losing against like Forest Green Rovers, um, it being calamitous. Um, it feels really good to you know go out play Atlanta, dominate Atlanta, like, dominate. Yeah. Athletic Bilbao, um, and that kind of stuff feels really good. So yeah, I mean those are real teams as well. Um, I, I think I think anything twelfth and above is is really fine for you. Stay competitive in most matches. No stories, right? Just a just a bit a stable season uh, of progress is what you need. And it looks like we're gonna we're battling you for Corne now, Maxwell Corne, the Bernie player. Um, yeah, so long which, with <laughs> Oh yeah. But, uh, um, 
I, I, yeah, uh, I really want him through the door at West Ham, actually. But um, yeah, I, I like that idea that we'll have a season of pods where we're talking about Newcastle pushing West Ham and vice versa. Um, Let's talk about Cornet. Uh, really which would be quickly. funny. Yeah, Bill, if he signed for West Ham, would he be a backup striker to Skamaka? No, not striker. Guy's a left wing back and a left winger. Well, um, you know, so he can play left wing back, left wing, right wing, striker. Um, I highly doubt that he'd be at striker for us. He'd be on the left. Castle, he would pro- he's, he's probably going to be starting right winger if we sign him. Yeah, right he's winger. Not, he's like our, yeah, yeah, that's true. He's not top of our list, but... Yeah. I I price is what's really interesting to Newcastle. Sure, I I really want him through the door as a, as a squad player. The guy's a maverick, right? Like we've seen this, he scores sensational goals. Um, he he put up good numbers in limited minutes, actually due to injury last season in a terrible Burnley side. Um, I I just think the guy would be perfect for us playing in Europe, maybe as a starting player and off the bench in Premier League games. You know, I just think he would provide excellent competition for us. Um. And and he's a player that gets fans off their seats kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Um, I actually do think that you probably need him more than we do, but I'm kind of hopeful that we can add him. Um, because we, we, we're stumping up 40 million euros for this uh, Onana guy from Lille, which is great because I do appreciate that we're investing in young talent um, and backing Moyes and, and his staff to progress these young players, which is something that we haven't done in the in in the last decade but it's just so much money for a player that isn't going to play that much this season um knowing Moyes and so I think that maybe sort of adding on someone like Maxwell Cornet onto that will just be a really great end to the to our transfer window so Cornet would be your Asawaku replacement uh maybe ostensibly yeah I, I He's better than Masawaku, and I think that he'd play more than Masawaku. I I hope he would play more than Masawaku. He's just more of a threat than right than you know than Masawaku. Um, My least favorite move West Ham have made this summer is letting Masawaku go on loan. Um, I love him. I love Masawaku as well. Um, you know, I listen. There's yeah. There, there's a player in there. Um, I'll never forget his his skill against Tottenham to to beat two players down the line. It's, it's probably one of the best pieces of skill I've seen live ever. Um, you know, I I just think that he was never trusted, uh, and I, I just I think it's very curious with Masuaku why he, you know, why managers always insisted on playing him at left back and not just deploying him as left winger because the guy can't defend. Anyway, we're not talking about Masuaku because. You know, it's a bit irrelevant. He's not a West Ham um, player. Yeah. He's not a West Ham player anymore. Exactly. Like he plays with Besiktas. Can I just talk briefly about West Ham? We both have them in seventh. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I don't have too much more to add. I, I talked a lot about them in the in the previous pod. Uh, g- great recruitment this summer. It, it's a shame Aguerd is out for a long time. I think it's months, two or three maybe. But um, you know, we do have a solid defensive partnership in. Ogbonna coming back, uh, Zuma, Dawson. Um, you know, I think I, 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 I think I agree with you. West Ham 
I, I reckon they won't be bothering the top six like they have done in the last two seasons. I think they'll be they can be very strong in the Europa Conference League. Um, the addition of Skamaka, which I suppose has been confirmed since the previous pod that we've done. Um, for me, I'm still I'm I'm hesitant. Right, I don't like Italians haven't thrived in the Premier League um, for a long time. Uh, he's young. Um, I'm a little bit nervous to see how Moyes integrates him. I'm worried that we've paid a lot of money for him and Moyes might not play him that much and, and what's that going to bring? But on paper, he's a really good fit and you know, hopefully he gets the minutes and he blends in well with the squad. Um, we have a big squad, by the way. Uh, like So many players are just massive. Skamaka's 6'5", Socek 6'4", Dawson's big... Um, you know, we just got these big players, um, so we sh- should be pretty dangerous off set pieces this season. And yeah, I'm just hoping for continuity, stability. Um, and yeah, I think seventh is 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 a decent prediction to make. But I would be happy with top ten this season. Um, uh, you know, as long as we we remain competitive in in European competition and and in the cups. That's it's funny that West Ham have a very physically big squad, but. Yeah, in terms of like twenty-five man squad, you know, I think they only have twenty-two players that they have to have registered. Right, the rest are right. under twenty. Yes, or whatever the rule is. So, like Ben Johnson doesn't count. Um, I don't think Issa Diop does either. But, um, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, West Ham. I think we'll have a very similar season to last season. I would hope so. Um, yeah, almost everywhere. Um, okay, um, um, move, do you have yeah. any teams in that kind of pushing bottom end of pushing? Europe? Yeah, I, I do want to talk about one team. Um, and uh, Crystal Palace, I actually have them in eighth place, Blake. And I, uh, I'm quite high on Crystal Palace this season. I'd love to tell you why. Where do you have them? Uh, what, how do you feel about them? Uh, tenth. Tenth. All right. So pretty close. Yeah. I, I just want to shout out Crystal Palace. Um, I think eighth is maybe a bit of a bold shout. Um, but I sort of, I found myself having to put Palace somewhere and I decided to go for top 10 rather than that 11th through 14th berth um, that they've occupied for the last few seasons. I, I just, I'd like to highlight their defensive prowess because I'm really impressed by it. They were excellent defensively. They're, they have powerful ball-playing centre-backs in Gurhi and Anderson. They have tenacious young full-backs on either side. Um, and, and they have three very good goalies now. They've got Jack Butland, Sam Johnston through the door from West Brom, and Vicente Guaita, who's older, but obviously has been a great stop shot, stop shotter, shot stopper for them uh, recent, in recent seasons. Um, and then it's, their forward line is just so exciting. You've got Zaha finally entering the final year of his contract, and so he's determined to prove his worth to teams, I think probably teams on the continent who play in the Champions League. Um, so I, I think he could put up Big numbers this season. You've got talents like uh, Eberiche Eze and Michael Lise who've grown in confidence and, and skill. Yep. Um, despite their injury layoffs, um, you know, they've got another season under the belt. I think uh, Eduard, that Celtic signing, um, will help, could hit the ground faster and be more consistent and more productive this year. Mateta really proved his worth in the latter half of last season. You know, I think their midfield is probably at its weakest. Um, Obviously, they've lost Gallagher, but some of those players that I just mentioned, like Eze, uh, Elise, they can play deeper, they can, they can be those playmakers, and, and there's also time left in the window. And I think with Vieira as your coach, right, 
he can maybe make up for some of that deficit in the midfield. So I'm quite high on Crystal Palace. Um, yeah, so that I want to shout, I want to shout them out. Yeah, you know, I think. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think they're just, you know, a very good team. Um, and yeah. I agree that Zaha will do Zaha things. Um, yes, yes. The last time he was in a final year of his contract. He was one of the best players in the Premier League, so... Yeah. I reckon he'll bow out in style and sign for, like, I don't know, Roma, if they make the Champions League next season under Jose Mourinho. Um, I can see him going to Italy. I feel like it's nailed on. I think he'd be great there. Do you have any other teams that you want to mention that are of interest to you that you've put in interesting places on the table? Um, um Well... Uh, I've Manchester United in ninth. Um, oh yeah, that's a good one. Talk to me about that. I, you know, uh, I just feel like they're. It's an impossible situation to win in. Um, mm. You know, it's like the most toxic scenario yeah. you could walk yeah. into. Yeah. Um, and there's already tons of drama coming out of the yeah. Man U locker room. So yeah. It's not good to start out a season that way. No, agreed. Um, so, you know, I think it's the kind of thing where, you know, uh, Ten Hag, you know, he's a good manager, but, you know, you, we've seen good managers go to Manchester United and fail. Um, it's Absolutely. You don't just have to be a good manager. You have to be like a very special type of manager um and you know maybe he's the one but if history is anything to go by probably probably not probably not um i think that if they cut out that noise i.e ronaldo if they cut him off i reckon they have a chance seriously i think he's that toxic now obviously i think you were referring before to the fact that he left at halftime during the i think it was real vicano they were playing there was a few players right yeah. Diego Dalot, I think, left as well. And that then Ten Hag. So Manchester United put out a statement saying, oh, it's all right. And then Ten Hag came out and said it's absolutely unacceptable. Which I like that show of strength from him, right? I just think that if they can get rid of him and, I don't know, maybe now a couple of others, uh, they do have a chance. I mean, they've been playing well in preseason. I know I just preached that preseason means nothing. Place prediction is, is pretty risky. Um, very risky, honestly. Um, but yeah, I just don't know. I just don't know. Um, I think that you know, if he can get, I think Sancho might have a big season. Uh, if he can get, you know, some of these players performing, should be all right. Um, but did you see that Dean Henderson, who moved on loan to Nottingham Forest, described described the treatment his treatment or the just the atmosphere at united as torture last season i mean he used strong language um so it's yeah it's not nowhere near a happy camp yeah um Um, you know maybe i'll touch really go ahead i was gonna say maybe tenog turns it around but nah not this season maybe in a couple seasons he does but yeah um Southampton, I I have them in seventeenth, just missing out on relegation. Um, I, I I like their recruitment, especially Joe Aribo this this transfer window. But I think their squad is way too young. 
And I think if they start slow, they might not recover. Um, so I think they might struggle. What do you think is more likely? Hasenhutl getting fired at Southampton or Southampton making like top 12? Well, I have Southampton in 13th. So. Oh, okay. Um, okay. It, Tell me why. Tell me why. They were the last team that I put on my list. Ah, very, yeah. Very honest. So I appreciate it's that. It's the last yeah. slot and, uh, I was trying to figure out where to put Leeds, Brentford, and Southampton. Right. Um, of those three, I thought that Southampton would have the best season, so I put them in 13th. Um, I think, of course, it's more likely that Southampton will sack Haas and Hutel. Um, yes. And I don't think that's too controversial. I think he has been a decent manager at times, but you know, Southampton went on a run where they were probably the worst side in the Premier League um, and probably deserved yeah, oh, to get relegated. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think Hassan Hutel's he's a good coach. Um, and I think he has shown in the past that he can be, uh, you know, quite an interesting manager. But I don't, I think last season left me a little bit you know, sour on him. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. of course I like Arriba as a signing. Um, I love players who can yeah. play in six or seven different positions. Um, but, uh, no. Um, other than that, I'm not, you know, I don't know if Southampton has done enough. To, no. For me to no, put I them don't in think 13th, they have. but, you know, they drew the, the final stick, so they got 13th. Lovely. Um, if you have no other teams to shout out, I would love to hear your top goal scorer and player of the season predictions, Blake. Um, I propose that we do away with top assists, best goalie sort of thing until a winter break pod special, which we'll have plenty of time to do during the World Cup, just because they're so hard to predict. Um, but, you know, top goal scorer, player of the season, maybe a little easier. Do you have anyone down? Hey, top goal scorer, I think... It's dumb to bet against Salah. Um, yes, agreed. He's mine no. as well. I think he's going to get the 22 or 23 you know, goals that I always predict the top goal scorer will have. Um, yeah. No, he's just, you know, since his return to the Premier League has been one of the best players, one of the best goal scorers in Premier League history. Um, hurts me to say because he plays for Liverpool but uh, <laughs> yeah um, yeah you know at least five of his goals will be from diving in the penalty box and getting a penalty uh, incorrectly called but um, what's the other one player of the season player of the season yeah player of the season I hate awards like player of the season just because I you know yeah, I feel same. like they should always go to like the team in 17th at you know, was the player that kept yeah, who's the like team stayed the them up, kept league, them up, yeah. You know, like a Emmy Buendia when they finished. Or sorry, not Emmy Buendia. Um, Emmy Martinez when Villa finished seventeenth. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like the most important. Or you know, um, Joe Willock when Newcastle right you know, managed to barely escape relegation because he scored nine goals in his final ten games. Um. 
So, player of the season. Um, if Tottenham finish third, I think Kane has a very good shout because I think he'll be a huge part of why they finish so high. Um, mm. it, you know, as long as Kane doesn't break Shearer's record, I'll be happy. Uh, even gets close, I'll be praying for the comet to hit uh, the Spurs training facility. Um, right. <laughs> um, you know, other than that, um, you know, player of the season, it never goes to a goalkeeper, never goes to a defender. It's going to be some attacker. Um, yeah, you know, Harry Kane will be my, my shout. I got Son. I think oh, uh, I think he's he's in God mode. He can his confidence is sky high, and I think that it's it's sort of yeah it's his time. He's he's in his peak years kind of thing, and I think that will sort of reflect Tottenham doing very well this season. Um, you think he'll get a player of the season plus two straight red cards for snapping players' legs? Two straight red, two uh, break, leg breaking red cards. Yeah. Um, no, I yeah, uh, I, we we didn't discuss Tottenham and Arsenal that much, which is fine because we talk about them a lot. But you know, those are two very interesting teams based on their recruitment, and um, and I think yeah, I think they can go far and have standout players to the pair of them this season. Um, why don't we turn our attention to just some fun questions uh, to wrap up this pod? Um, I got a list here. I can ask you. I'm sure you have stuff in your brain that you want to talk about. You sorry, you cut out Hello. for me. So. Oh no. Unacceptable. Okay. Yeah. Craig, what are you doing? Um, I said Yeah, we have some just fun questions to uh to talk about to wrap up this pod. Uh I don't know if you see them on the on the shared note stock. Um I'll I'll start off with an easy one. Who do you think will score more goals? Holland or Nunes? I think it will be Holland. Um I don't think either are going to set the Premier League alight. Um, right. I think Nunez will probably get a lot more criticism than Holland will. Um, mm. I think it's going to be like Nunez in the Premier League, nine to eleven goals, and Holland, fourteen to fifteen goals. Um, it, you know, I think Salah is going to suck up a lot of the goals for right. Liverpool. Jota, I think, will be pushing 20. Um, I think Liverpool is just going to you know, have a lot of big goal scorers. Um, I think Nunez... Yeah, a little unless we forget Diaz, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Diaz, probably between 15 and 20 as well. Um, I think that both these players will hoover up goals against lower opposition. Um, and so, therefore, I think they will both get pretty high numbers. Uh, I can't even answer my own question. I, something in my head is telling me to back Nunes, but I think I'm being influenced by his four goals against RB Leipzig or whoever it was in Holland's bad display. Um, you know, you can't not back Holland to score a, a ton of goals, I think. Um, but I'll go Nunes for the, for the heck of it. Why not? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, you know, it's so early. Um, we haven't really seen either. Oh, it's of them. impossible. 
adapt yeah but that's Impossible. why we record yeah. our takes on a podcast so that exactly so they're there forever each other out. yeah exactly um, next question what about yeah Skamaka is he scoring more than 10 goals for West Ham this season Blake well I so I don't think Skamaka will score in the first 10 matches of the season um I don't think he'll Excellent play prediction. too much. Um, yeah, me neither. Like he's me neither. Get, you know, the Moyes treatment, treatment, and then you'll yeah. end up playing, and then he'll be, you know, kind of either prove his spot or he won't. Um, yeah. But my other bold take for West Ham was: I think West Ham will win the first four matches of the season, and I think they'll be in first. Do we play City first? Of, I think West Ham will beat City on opening day. Are you serious? My yeah. God, mate. That's a great take. That's a great take. Love it. Love that. It's just, I, mean, yeah. I reckon we might get a draw from them, but not, not beat them. Okay, so you know, my win their first four matches is bold, but if not, I think they'll still be in first at you know, yeah. match day five. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that happening. No, Skamaka um, will not score more than... Two. No! Oh! <gasps> Okay, I reckon he'll, he'll get right around the mark. Yeah, yeah. I think he'll. I reckon uh, he'll get about around ten. I. I would. You know. Yeah. I'd be. I would be displeased with less than ten. I have to say. Um. But if he gets, you know, ten, eleven, twelve, I still think that won't be enough to please most of the media. But uh, I think that'll be fine for me in his first season, especially if he has limited minutes. Um. But I hope he gets. Yeah. I hope he gets ten plus. Um, will Newcastle panic by at the end of the window? So by this I mean, you know, will you throw seventy-five million pounds at James Madison from Leicester? Like, uh, do you think that's going to happen or not? No, I mm. do not think so because the Newcastle have stressed time and time again that they will not be, you know, the club that because they theoretically have money have to have some sort of tax um, where they have to spend a lot. So I think they're trying to stick very close to that identity to not overpay, but they won't yes. panic by. Um, you know, even yeah. Solid take. Unless it's a release clause, you know, I think that's kind of the situation that could see them overpay a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, I think I honestly think you or Eddie Howe thinks that if they can get he an has additional a player score. in, he'd be happy. But yeah. if not, he's happy to do the first six months with probably Almi Run on the right wing. Um, which, to be fair for Miggy, he has scored uh, eight goals this preseason. So, um, pretty hard to. I give him a, a chance. Um, yeah. Yeah. So my answer, no, they will not panic buy. They might buy somebody, but I don't think it'll be a panic. Yeah. No, I, I would agree with that. I can I can see them throwing a bit of money at a player that I just think, you know, won't really improve on what Hal has that much, but 
but yeah, I guess, you know, since the takeover has been pretty sensible, pretty pragmatic. Okay, here's a fun one. Which manager will be fired first? I'm going straight in with Marco Silva. I think he's first out the door. Um, yeah, I mean, it's almost, I mean, the first manager always sacked is almost always a promoted side. So it's pretty dumb not to select one of those managers. Um, I don't know. It'll be fun. I'll say Frank Lampard. Um, yeah. I just, I, no, I, I can see it happening. I detest him as a manager um, and as a person. And I hated him as a player. So on all three levels, he's never been on my good books. Um, yeah. I think Everton will be uh, pretty similarly threatened as they were last year. Um, you know. I think DCL's injury yeah. plus losing Richarlison. Um, I can't yeah. imagine they have a better season than they did last year. So oh, there you go. Frank Lampard out. Sean Dyche. Any, any, any takers of Jesse Marsh? We haven't really talked about Leeds. What do you think? Is he in it, trouble? Don't rate Jesse Marsh. Um, no. And, you know, I don't think he showed enough to give anyone any level of confidence in him other than the fact that he could relatively quickly change the um, play style of a squad. Um, he did pretty decently at getting them to adapt to the way he wants to play, but they still weren't good. Um, so, yeah, you know, Americans, you know, are, uh, we, we have a hard time adapting to European football, so sure. You know, Jesse Marsh is a decent shout, decent shout, but he won't be yeah. before Frank yeah. Lampard. Um, let's wrap it up with a couple more. Who do you have any player in mind who might have a breakout year? Puts up great numbers, uh, hits the ground running, never stops. Player in a lower team that is going to get a move to a bigger team. Anyone jump to mind? Um, well, you know, I always think of Newcastle players first, of course. Yeah, um, sure. But, um, you know, I think this could be a season where Miguel Almiron has you know, finally some decent, uh, you know, return. Yeah, he has been good for the season. a very good player for Newcastle the entire time. Yeah. He's never been a bad player, but no. never been a goal scorer. Um, no, very unproductive. We could see a you know record number of goals for him, which I think is seven. Um, mm. Yeah. You know, um, other than that, a breakthrough player. Um, I think in terms of bringing through in the in terms of praise from the national media, um, Gabby Jesus, because ah uh, uh, yes. Manchester City's second all-time goal scorer. Um, you know, he never really got a ton of oh love God. at City. Um, he was always just kind of seen as part of the puzzle. But um, I think maybe, uh, and maybe he'll have the ability to thrive in a Arsenal side. Um, oh, I think he definitely will. In that, I'm definitely players who. 
Fabio Silva is out at Wolves, so I can't say him. Um, yeah, Jesus, not City's second all time, joint fifth since the Premier League. Really? Is yes. He the, but fifty-eight goals for them is is good, you know. Is he second among strikers in the Premier League? I don't know, don't know, but joint fifth. Um. But I agree with you, though. I agree with that take. Um, for me, I'd say maybe uh, it's boring. Someone like Harvey Elliott, uh, I think, could have a big season. Hey, Harvey. Um, I could see that happening. I know, I know you do. Um, but I could see it happening. <laughs> um, lower down. I don't know. I'm curious to see how like Brennan Johnson at Nottingham Forest works out. Um, you know that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah, yet to see. Um, yeah, I'm come, interested. You know, come World Cup, it'll be different. You know. Yeah. Um. Uh, maybe a bounce back year for Raúl Jiménez. He was not good in his yeah back from injury. I don't um, know. And then for Leeds, Patrick Bamford. Um, he can return to what he was in 2019, 2020. Um. Other than that, yeah. Shaw. No real. Yeah. Real shots. Yeah. Um, I go. You know, we can talk. Let's end it on this. What do you think of the five sub rule? So they brought this back. This pandemic era, you know, rule. Um, some say that it will benefit the the elite teams too much with their deep squads. Um, I believe it was fourteen Premier League teams voted yes for this. So obviously, you know, well over half. Um. What do you think of this? If you don't have opinions, do you have an opinion on how it will impact Newcastle? Um, I'm, I, I quite like it, I, I think, um, but it doesn't really matter for me because Moyes won't use it because he doesn't make subs. So, I was going to say, did, um, did West Ham vote against this rule? I have no idea. No clue. I think they uh, probably did. Um, probably, yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, I like the rule. Um, I, for a different reason, you know, I think... On one hand, you know, the reason everyone's saying it'll only benefit the best teams, you know, I think it'll benefit everyone, um, the ability to get fresh legs on, even for the final 10 minutes can be, you know, game changing, Um, it might benefit the top classical top six sides more, but I think it will still benefit other teams and, you know. Most games aren't against top six sides, so um, I think that'll benefit. And then for me personally, I like the rule because it gives a greater ability for teams to play youngsters. Um, you know, I think if you have five subs, you know, if you have three subs, dedicating one of them to a youngster to get ten minutes run out at the end of a game can be very difficult. But if you have five subs, you know, it's much easier to use your final sub to give a youngster meaningful minutes, which I think is, you know, the most important part of a youngster's career is getting those final 10 minutes at the first part. Um, So I like that aspect of it quite a bit. Um, Hmm. And, uh, yeah, you know, I I don't really even have any objections to it in any, you know, Top the my response to people who are upset because the top six will have 
greater advantage is that you know the top six already has a much greater advantage just based on the three um so yeah yeah no i agree with all those points i think especially in this condensed schedule because of the world cup i think it you know hopefully should alleviate injuries and 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 stuff like that so uh yeah full speed ahead blake i've run out of questions for you uh, and I, I think I've covered everything I wanted to talk about. So unless you, you have any other juicy topics for me, uh, I'm, I'm just ready for the, for Friday for Palace Arsenal and then the, the opening match day weekend. Can't believe it. Yeah. I have one question for you, um, which Ooh, yes, is please. how low would West Ham have to be in order to sack David Moyes? Great question. Fifteenth and below, I think. Um, like after fifteen yeah. matches, if they're in fifteenth, they would sack him. Oh, like yeah, yeah. I could see it. The... I could okay. see it. Got it. Oh, I don't know because we're we're in so many competitions. I reckon if if we're you know post World Cup, let's say February, right? A couple games into February, and we're that low still. Yeah, sacked. Um. If we fail to qualify properly for whatever various stages of the Europa Conference League there are, and we're low down on the table, I could see him walking before the World Cup break. But I don't think it'll happen. But yeah, 15th and below. Okay, fair. Um, yeah. What about Eddie Howe? When's he going? How low can they go? Probably in the relegation spot. Um, oh, you think it'd be that much? Yeah, yeah I suppose. Again, pragmatism. You know, yeah, you know, it's... You know, that's where we were when he took over. Um, yeah, so, yeah. You know, I think if we went back there, he would probably be sacked. But I think he has quite a lot of wiggle room. He's um, an incredible amount of respect um, from pretty much everyone. So, um, like uh, Mala Sells did an interview yeah. this afternoon, um, just ranted and raved about how good Eddie Howe is. Um, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. Players love Eddie Howe, that's for yeah, sure. I'm really interested in seeing um, Eddie Howe's return to Bournemouth. Uh, mm, yes, I guess be... that did end sourly. I, th- I think it'll sourly. be a quite warm reception. Um, yeah, I, I, especially now they're back in the Prem, right? I think yeah, I think definitely. I agree with that. Um, okay, Oscar. The next time yeah. we talk, uh, the season will have returned. I have... Fortunately, no way to watch because Austria is very strict about illegal streaming. Um, so uh, I'm not trying to get arrested in the uh, three weeks before I return to the United States. So uh, Yes, please don't. Please don't. I think I'm going to have to listen it. only on the radio. Um, which mm. is <laughs> you know, the worst, but you know, I would prefer, prefer to be able to watch some football. But um, yeah. Until then, well, uh, we'll see how poorly this takes age. Oh, I can't wait! I cannot wait. Buzzing. All right, everyone. See you Sunday-ish, probably, or whenever day works. Yeah. Yeah. Soon. Thank you for listening yeah. to Thank episode you. two of season two and a half, or whatever we're calling this. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll talk to you very soon. Take care. Bye. I'm standing.